The Word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the Word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our Saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's Word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to BromleyTownChurch.com. Good morning. Good morning, Bromley Town Church. Welcome to the service today. It's great to see you. I hope everybody's all right. This year, we're celebrating, not this year, well, actually is this year, but it's today, we're celebrating 30 years of Bromley Town Church. It seems amazing to think that 30 years ago, there we were having our first service in a school in West Wickham and uh, gathering together as a group of Christians, lots of excitement about what the future was going to hold. We didn't know that 30 years later we would be in this situation. But you know what? Those 30 years have seen lots of different situations come to pass. We've seen lots of blessings. God has been really good to us. God has helped us. God has strengthened us. God has kept us. God has enabled us to do many things. And we're truly very grateful for this past 30 years. So we're going to be celebrating that over the next few weeks, just remembering a few bits and pieces about those 30 years. So please do join in with us as we do that. And as together, we celebrate the fact that God is good. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Well, we all know that the way that we're doing church has changed. And now we are here. Well, here you're actually in my living room at the moment. And I'm speaking to you, which has been the norm for us, the so-called new norm over the last few weeks. And so we're carrying on in this new way. It's really strange to think that uh, just even a year ago, we would never have imagined of being in this situation where we were separated from each other and where we wouldn't actually be meeting together in the same sort of building. And I know that we don't like that. We don't like the separation. I know that there's the Zoom calls and the prayer meetings that we're having over the internet that are helping. It's not quite the same though, is it? And we miss one another. So this morning I'm sending you my love and I'm sending you greetings again. And we're saying that one day soon, please God, that we will all be able to be together again. You know, it has an impact on us, which we all feel. Uh, Even our worship, I mean, we sing along to the songs of the worship team lead us in, but it's not quite the same as we're in a corporate setting when almost your voice gets lost in amongst all the other voices around us. But don't despair. Keep pressing in. I think one of the things we've got to learn about these days is that God is seeking to do a new thing in us. And there's a sense in which we have got to respond to these circumstances and learn to connect with him in new ways. Learn to connect with him for ourselves, not just relying upon other people, but learn to connect with God ourselves. So let me encourage you in your homes, put on some worship music, listen to your CDs, uh, put on YouTube or Spotify or whatever it is, but don't just listen to the songs. Get some headphones on, get in a place where you can sing, where you can engage your heart in worship. I want to encourage you as far as that is concerned. But whatever, don't give up. Don't give up on praising God. Don't give up on giving him thanks. God is our rock and he is our refuge. He is sure and he is steadfast. And you know what? Though things have changed for us, God is not shocked by it all. For God, he remains the same. Let me just give you these things to help us and to strengthen us. Firstly, God is not shocked. It says in Ephesians, 
He who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. In other words, all things are being worked out in accordance with the overall will of God. And in Isaiah, it tells us that he knows the end from the beginning. So there's no surprises for God because he actually knows the end of all things from the very beginning. And so therefore, he is not shocked. Not only is he not shocked, he's not changed. God remains the same. In Malachi 3 verse 6, it says this, I, the Lord, do not change. And the writer to the Hebrews reminds us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And this actually is a strength to us because it means that we can trust God because he's consistent. He remains the same. And we like it when things remain the same because then we know what they're always going to be like. And we can trust God that he is always going to be faithful. He's always going to be truthful. He's always going to be there for us. God doesn't have an off day. It's not like he's, oh, I'm away on holiday today. No, God is consistent and he is there for us. In Numbers 23, verse 19, it says this, God is not human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and then not fulfill? It's saying to us that God is the same all the time. He's not like us humans that chop and change. No, he remains the same. Not only does he remain the same, God is truthful. In John 17, 17, it says this, your word is truth. And Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. God is truthful. We can trust in what he says and in what he does because he's good. David reminds us in Psalm 18, verse 30, as for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in him. God's word is absolutely flawless and therefore we can trust him because God teaches and speaks what is true. That is our benchmark. And God finally is holy. God is holy. In Revelation 15 verse 4 we read this, who will not fear you Lord and bring glory to your name for you alone are holy. What does holy mean? Holy means that God is completely different from us. He is set apart. He is totally separated from anything that is sinful, anything that is evil. God cannot tolerate evil or sin. And we say those things so to remind ourselves what God is like and how he can help us. And in these particular days, when we are seeking to draw close to him, when we're facing changes in the way that we go about things, in the way that things are, are happening around us, we're seeking to draw close to God. And it helps us just to remind ourselves about those attributes of God, that he is good, that he remains the same, that he is truthful, and he is holy, and uh, that nothing takes him by surprise. That's what we want to remember. Now, this morning, I want to just talk uh, simply about a single verse just to encourage us and to help us to keep in the way that God wants us to be in. It's a simple command that Jesus gave to all his disciples. And the verse comes from John, again, John 14, verse 15. Jesus says this, he says quite simply, if you love me, you will keep my commands. If you love me, you will keep my commands. And I'm just going to get two quick points 
from this message. First of all, a question asked. If you love me, is what Jesus says. If you love me. If you love me, that is to say, if you are fond of me, if you would welcome me, if you are pleased with me, if you treat me with great kindness, then I want you to follow my commands. Now, why would we do any of those things? It's quite simply a matter for us to understand what God has done for us, first of all. 1 John 4 verse 10 says this, This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And we might ask, well, how has God loved us? Romans 5 verse 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And again in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 and 5, but because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. You see, it's when we were still sinners, when we were dead in our trespasses and sins, God, this holy God, who has nothing to do with sin, who is totally against sin, who can't tolerate sin, he reached out to rescue us who were caught in sin. He is the one who came to take us out of darkness and to bring us into his kingdom of light. John 3 verses 16 and 17, which are familiar to many, say this, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. The message is this, God desperately loves you and he cares for you and has reached out for you. Now, many people may say, well, how can God love me? I have sinned against him. I know the things that I've done wrong. I tuck them away in my mind. I try to forget about them. But every now and again, there's a sense in which we know that the things that we've done that God doesn't like, they rise up in our lives. That is what separates us from God. God, who is holy, is separated from us because of our sin. But because of his love for us, God wanted to reach out, even though he hated sin, he desperately loved us and wanted to reach out and take hold of us. Because of his love for us, God sends his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us. And it's as we come to that cross, that place where Jesus died, that we find forgiveness for our sins. We need to remember that God's motivation was purely that he loved us and wanted us back in relationship with, our, with himself. He loves us and he sees the value in us. You know what? Sometimes we don't see the value in ourselves. We esteem ourselves, we look after ourselves, we care for ourselves. But at the same time, sometimes we feel like, who is going to love me? I, I have no real reason. I, I, I'm not worth anything. Listen again, let me stress this to you this morning. God cares for you. God loves you. God has created you. And God has sent his son to rescue you because he wants you in his kingdom, because he wants no one to be lost, but everybody to be saved from destruction. He has saved, literally, he has saved our lives. The Bible says that we were lost in our trespasses and sins. 
We were dead in our trespasses and sins. Now, a dead person can't do anything. But Jesus came to make us alive again so that we could find life in him. He has truly saved us and rescued us and brought us back into relationship with himself. Now, when you think of all of those things, what God has done for us, and then we go back to the question that Jesus is asking, if you love me, well, why would we not love? Why would we not honour? Why would we not want to give thanks to the very person that has literally rescued our lives? There's many stories where people who've had organ donations and things like that, and they write letters often to the person that has donated an organ saying, thank you so much, because often they're not allowed to know who it was, but they send letters to say, thank you, I owe you my life because now I've got new life. And there is a sense in which we have received life, eternal life, new life, freedom from sin and death, all because of what Jesus has done for us. Let me just ask you a question because I know there's many different people watching these programs. Have you come to that point where you know that your sin is forgiven? Or are you still carrying around a burden of guilt? I want to say to you that today is a day of salvation. Today you can know freedom from that weight of sin. You can know freedom to be forgiven and you can find peace with God. You may say, well, how do I do that? It's very simple. You simply open the door of your life to allow Jesus to come in. Just as we open the door of our, of our homes to walk into our homes, so we open the door of our lives and allow Jesus to come in. And how do we do that? We simply say, Jesus, please, will you come into my life? Will you forgive my sin? Will you set me free? And will you bring me into the fullness of the new life that you have for me? I want to encourage you, if you've never prayed, and prayer doesn't need to be complicated. Prayer is a connection of who we are with Almighty God, who is already reaching out for us. Let me encourage you to pray that prayer. Open the door of your life to him. A question is asked, if you love me. Point two, an outcome is expected. If you love me, Jesus says, keep my commandments. Keep my commandments. It's quite simple. We were rescued from sin, from a hopeless end. We were taken out of the kingdom of darkness, brought into the kingdom of God's light. And now that we've changed kingdoms, there is a new ruler over the kingdom in which we're now living. And that is God. We're now in the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom that we live under. And that kingdom has rules, regulations, ways of going about things. Jesus, when he was talking to Pilate, and Pilate was asking the questions, are you a king? And Jesus said, yes, I am a king. My kingdom is not of this world. You see, it is not of this world. And therefore, the rays, the rules, the commands that Jesus gives are not the same as the ones of the world, the kingdom of this world, where we're actually found. And it's challenging us for us because we are living in this world and yet we're no longer of this world because now we are in the kingdom of God if we have asked Jesus into our lives. And Jesus quite simply says to us, if you love me, if you remember the things that I have done for you, if you are motivated by those things, if you love me, keep my commands. Matthew 22 verses 37 to 39, where this is asked one of the first and greatest commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. 
This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbour as yourself. Love God wholeheartedly. Love your neighbour as yourself. Forgive those who have sinned against you. Go and make disciples of all nations. These are all commands that God is issuing to us as his people that we need to follow. If you love me, he says, you will keep my commands. And you know what? As we continue to walk through the day-to-day -day challenges that we are currently facing, we want to take hold of this verse and let its request and its direction speak into our hearts so that we can make godly choices and so that we can be motivated by the things of the kingdom. Let me just point out, there is a different motivation here because it is, if you love me, we're given a complete free will choice. We can recognise of all the things that God has done for us. And it's good for us to take stock and to remember those things. Because it's out of that motivation. A motivation that's because we love what he has done for us. Because we love that and we love him for it. That is our motivation for actually seeking to obey him and to walk in his ways and to be willing to keep his commands. As we continue to press through this time, let us remember this very short verse because it helps us. If we love him, keep my commands. And we want to be able to keep his commands and to walk in his ways. So may God bless you and keep you this week as you seek to do just that. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning. Or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.